Good morning. I'm Aya Wimala, and today is Sunday, April 25th. Beautiful and sunny here, but it's supposed to be a little bit cool. But it's beautiful. Definitely a good day to get outside. Um, oh, I was listening to news this morning and uh, we just continue to hear how horrible the pandemic is in India and not having, uh, they, there are not enough of the vaccines. Hopefully our country is going to be sending, sending vaccines to India. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, it should help us all keep our well, our hearts and minds open, but also realizing that the pandemic is not over. And uh, if you if you are if if you have not gotten a vaccination, uh, I think a thing you can do to help the rest of the world, not 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 just yourself and the people you want to have contact with, but getting a vaccination is very important thing to do and when you think about what's going on in India and the pain and suffering that's going on there because they lack the vaccines and they lack the medical equipment I just urge everyone to overcome their personal fears or their um, concerns about the vaccine and um, really step up and, and get your vaccinations. That's that's my personal opinion, so I'll stop it at that. But uh, when, when you listen to news from around the world, uh, what I, one of the things I realize is how fortunate we are to have access to it and um, to be able to help protect others by taking the vaccine. So I have, uh, in reading from the book, The Way of the Bodhisattva by Shanti Dewa, and there are many, I think there are several translations and a brand new one out that's illustrated. Um, I've been reading from Patience and it then, then realizing how uh, just the quality of Patience carries over to help us with so many of our defilements and those emotions, uh, anger, and putting other, putting ourselves above others. And, uh, you know, patience is covering and there to help us work with all of the, the, the uh, difficult emotions that we're trying to, to catch before they become really embedded into us. So I wanted to read, I just, I kept reading about patience, reading his verses, and now it's getting into compassion. And that's when we think of Shantidewa at Blue Lotus, we think of my wish, which is about uh, having a compassionate heart and and really thinking of and, uh, taking care of all living beings. So I'd like to read a little bit more and then we can sit for a bit and just be with that. 
thus the state of and, and I'm just starting in the middle on patience and it's I'm starting with uh, it's verse 113 thus the state of Buddhahood depends on beings and on Buddhas equally what kind of practice is it then that honors only Buddhas but not beings not in the qualities of their minds but in the fruits they give are they alike? In beings, too, such excellence resides, and therefore all beings and Buddhas are the same. Offerings made to those with loving minds reveal the eminence of loving beings. Merit that accrues from faith in Buddha shows in turn the Buddha's eminence. Although not one of them is equal to the Buddhas, who are oceans of perfection, because they have a share in bringing forth enlightenment, beings may be likened to the Buddhas. If of such a gathering of supreme excellence a tiny part appeared in certain beings, the three worlds made an offering to them would be a very little thing. Since there lies in beings a share in bringing forth the supreme and enlightened state, by virtue of this parody alone, it's right that I should reverence them. The Buddhas are my true, unfailing friends. Boundless are the benefits they bring to me. How else may I repay their goodness but by making living beings happy? By helping beings, we repay the ones who sacrifice their lives for us and plunge into the hell of unrelenting pain. Should beings therefore do great harm to me, I'll strive to bring them only benefit. For those who have become my lords at times took care not even of their bodies. Why should I, a fool, behave with such conceit? Why should I not become the slave of others? Buddhas are made happy by the joy of beings. They sorrow, they lament when beings suffer. By bringing joy to beings, then, I please the Buddhas also. By wounding them, I wound the Buddhas too. Just as there's no sensual delight to please the mind of one whose body burns in fire, there is no way to please the great compassionate ones while we ourselves are causes of another's pain. The damage I have done to beings saddens all the Buddhas in their great compassion. Therefore, all these evils I confess today and pray that they will bear with my offenses, that I might rejoice the Buddha's hearts. Henceforth, I will be master of myself, the servant of the world. I shall not seek, I shall not seek revenge, though crowds may trample on my head or kill me. Let the guardians of the world rejoice. The great compassionate lords consider as themselves all beings. There's no doubt of this. Those whom I perceive as beings are Buddhas in themselves. How can I not treat them with respect? This very thing is pleasing to the Buddha's hearts and perfectly secures the welfare of myself. This will drive away the sorrows of the world. 
and therefore it will be my constant work. Imagine that the steward of a king does injury to multitudes of people. Those with clear, far-seeing eyes do not respond with violence, even if they can. For stewards, after all, are not alone. They are supported by the kingly power. Therefore, I will not despise the feeble beings tormenting me. Their allies are the guardians of hell and also the compassionate Buddhas. Therefore, living beings, I will gratify as subjects might placate a wrathful king. And yet the pains of hell to be endured through making living beings suffer, could these ever be unleashed on me by all the ire of such a king? And even if that king were pleased, enlightenment he could not give to me for this will only be achieved by bringing happiness to beings. No need to mention future Buddhahood achieved through bringing happiness to beings. How can I not see that glory, fame, and pleasure, even in this life, will likewise come? For patience in samsara brings such things as beauty, health, and good renown its fruit is great longevity, the vast contentment of a universal king. And that's the ending of the section on patience. So, see, see a Buddha in all living things. That, that, should, that should help the world, that alone, just that attitude. Wonderful. <clears throat> well, I just keep finding uh, little verses that I want to read. So I think that that that's wonderful. So why don't we sit? You can just sit to to find that tranquil. Uh, calm space, creating that openness for us, which allows that bodhicitta to flourish. Or you can sit and, and have uh, images from what I read, maybe will appear to you and you can just be with them. Don't do anything except just, uh, don't, don't start thinking about them or trying to make them into a picture or anything, but just try to be with the with the thoughts without uh, just without getting into a kind of analytical process. So let your body find the posture. that allows you to feel uplifted and awake. Be aware of the body breathing. You can close your eyes or if you're 
If your training has been to leave them open, that's perfectly okay. Breathing in and out through your nostrils. Be aware of the entire body. Does the entire body feel awake, feel comfortable? We can begin being uh, focusing on the breath of the body, letting that breath be our anchor. But then you know gradually, the more we practice, we can allow anything to be the object object of attention. But first we want to have that solid grounding in being able to have that calm, tranquil mind. We're creating that space. Sometimes we always need to go back to the breath. Just to reconnect. Now even being attentive and awake, we can allow ourselves to relax and be at ease. Not to suddenly begin slouching, relaxing that way, but to find ease within ourselves. Being able to let things go being comfortable with ourselves.
be at peace with whatever is. Keep coming back to your breath, finding that calm space.
Now I'd like to add this to the end. And I've read this before. This is from the Sutta on Loving Kindness. These are the instructions on how to send metta. Think, happy, at rest. May all beings be happy at heart. Whatever beings there may be, weak or strong, without exception, long, large, middling, short, subtle, gross, seen and unseen, living near and far away, born or seeking birth. May all beings be happy at heart. Let no one deceive another or despise anyone anywhere, or through anger or resistance, perception, wish for another to suffer. So thank you. Remember, all living beings have a little Buddha in them. So they're teachers, and we need to be as harmless as we can as we walk on this earth. So remember that we take our, our meditation, and we leave the cushion, and we're out in the world. So we don't keep everything stored away on the cushion. And we need to move out into the world with that calm mind, no matter how difficult the tasks are that are ahead of us, or how, how uh, compassionate we can be with the rest of the world. We have to do it with that calmness and that stable mind in our, within ourselves so we don't contribute to the problem, so we become part of the solution. So... We're not being selfish by practicing. We're taking care of ourselves, and that's so we're able to take care of others. Okay, thank you for being part of my practice. Have a beautiful Sunday. <laughs>